Fellows, my name is Patch Fuetzel. I am your host today, and this is the podcast on resiliency to connect people to their passion for purpose. Today, I'm really excited to introduce to you some dear friends of mine. We are from Columbus, Ohio, and um, my guests today are longtime friends, especially Jesse Kabunkel. You'll get to meet him in a little bit. And here he is with his creative rep, Cecilia Bueller. So without any further ado, I'm going to bring them on camera. So good morning, guys. Thank you so much for spending your Saturday with me. I know you could be doing a million other things, but then you came and graced us with your presence today. So welcome. Good morning, Patch. Good morning. Yeah, good to see you. Yep, good, good to see morning. You. Good to be connected here, yes. And thank you for Absolutely. having me here. Absolutely. Couldn't think of better people to have on my podcast, right? So this podcast, so our listenership is still growing. Our viewership is also, you know, listenership, viewership is still growing. And so I wanted to make sure I had really developer guests on the show. So this is your show. This is all about you. So say a little bit about something, something about you yourselves. So go ahead and introduce yourself to our listenership and viewership. Well, my name is Jesse Cabanco. Um been living here in Columbus for, well, you know, born and raised in the Philippines. Uh, came here long ago in 1976. And, you know, my father is a doctor and, you know, we followed him here and uh, made Columbus, Ohio, you know, our home. I'm married. I have two kids, two girls, Bianca and Mia. And my wife's name is Maria Pichi. And um, yeah, this is, you know, we, we like Columbus. I'm not very big with uh, the winter. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't like, you know, cold weather. You're not the only one. And, um, you know, there's, you know, later on, we'll probably touch on, you know, how I ended up moving to Florida to start my business there or relocate it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's nice to be back, you know, minus winter. Hi, everyone. I'm Cecilia Bueller. I'm the creative rep of Jessica Bunkal Photography. She is my business partner. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I've been here in the States. Absolutely. Yes. Um, nine years now i'm very happy to get connected with jesse and work with his photography company because i really believe in his talents and skills and being creative uh i'm married to the most husband to the most handsome veteran in the usa yep i'm a humble daughter of the king of the world so there you go oh absolutely absolutely and we share that i love that we share that belief system so jesse remind us again how long you've been married because you and peach are yeah, we've been like, married for 32 you've been years together for, a long know, time. for a long time absolutely. yeah we yeah. Uh, met in the philippines I, I, and uh you know we've been we've been around for a long time you know with uh two beautiful girls and you know you know them <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Bianca and me, yeah. And yeah, yeah, Bianca oh, and me. 32 yeah. years. Yeah. And how about you, Cecilia? How long have you been married? Oh, boy. Nine, nine years. <laughs> I will not compete with the 32 years. I thought it was like 19 <laughs> years. <laughs> she had to say that like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> we're, Yeah. She's we're, like, uh, uh, no, wait a minute. How long have I been married? <laughs> Yeah, time flies so fast. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've been married for nine years. Oh, but it's building. It's building. When you have a good marriage, I mean, time mm -hmm. flies so fast. So that's one. But next thing you know, it will be like, absolutely. I you know, 25 that. years yeah. in no time. It goes fast. 28. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, and yeah. And so I look at my children. I'm like, why are they getting old? Because we're not, you know. <laughs> Our children are getting older and getting married and we're like, no, no, we're young. We're still in college. You know, that's what we met. 
So, Jesse, this photography, I mean, I actually first, so I've known you for a long time. We've, we've been friends. I don't even remember how we met, but you're one of those, like, um, stalwart figures of the Filipino community here in Ohio. Your family has always contributed to the Filipino-American community, so I really love that about you. And, of course, your family is very involved. Um, Peachy is an officer right now of the Filipino-American Society of Central Ohio, and Cecilia is an officer with the Filipino-American Society of Central Ohio. So tell us about this. How how did you get started with the Jesse Kabunkel photography? Well, I know you've been doing it for a while and you, photography has always been part of you. What do you want everybody to know about your photography? How do you want us to, how do you want your, your work to impact our community and our world? Well, you know, I, um, I've always loved art, you know, ever since, you know, from the start. But I'm going to, you know, go back, you know, how I started with, um, you know, in this business. So I was, um, my gosh, you know, I was probably 18 years old. And uh, my sister was in the modeling mm. agency. And, um, you know, she Tess. loves fashion, you know, got into modeling. And, uh, you know, at the time I had a camera, you know, one of those old, <laughs> old camera. And uh, I was pretty much, you know, I like taking picture, you know, like scenic photos, things like that. And um, so she needed a portfolio. It's very expensive. So she asked me if I, you know, if I can um, photograph her and it makes a big difference shooting, you know, a model versus landscape, you know, object. And uh, she said, you can do it. You have a camera. And that's kind of the perception of everybody. When you have a camera, you could shoot anything. But, uh, you know, so I said, okay, I'll do it. And I, I did. And uh, when she took the, the final uh, images to the agency, they liked it. And uh, that's where I got an opportunity to, um, assist um, Debbie and Perry was the photographer of this modeling agency at the time and you know that was long long time ago you know <laughs> I was 18 so I started assisting them and uh, later on uh, a few years later they got a contract or uh, shooting somewhere you know out of the state and the agency asked me if I want to take on that account and that's kind of how I started Wonderful. So I started with that one agency and they have their satellite in Charleston West Virginia in Knoxville Tennessee in Nashville Tennessee in the Tri-City area um, Johnson City Tennessee uh, Evansville Indiana in Fort Wayne Cleveland in Youngstown and you know I started started to take on these accounts, started with one. And, you know, next thing you know, I'm self-employed. You know, they just continue on. And um, after a while, that kind of went, you know, that I got a little bit uh, tired of the fashion business and I wanted to get into something different. And uh, actually at the time then I settled down, I got married and uh, you know, my wife started to ask me why I photographed the girls that way. And I mm -hmm. uh, wanted to make sure that <laughs> your I, subjects. Yeah, I can. <laughs> you look at my portfolio and said, you have to photograph him that way. And you know, my, my wife didn't talk at all. You know, but she understands, you know, creative stuff. And uh, I said, okay, you know, and, and later on, you know, I started to feel like, you know, maybe I should switch gear and get into something else. And so I got into photojournalism and I was shooting news. Next thing I know, I'm doing news photography, you know, shooting for Associated Press and, um, you know. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I wow. did that, yeah, with uh, Gary Gardner and did freelance work just, you know, all around town, you know, doing editorial work. Did a lot of work with the, the This Week newspaper. I pioneered that. I yes. actually started that newspaper 
in Marysville, Ohio and Delaware. Yes. So yeah. I set up their dark room. I did all these things during that time. It's analog. So, you know, film mm -hmm. and processing, processing film, color and black and white and printing and, and all that. So I do a lot of news, uh, photographing dignitaries in town. You know, I was telling Cecilia that I know every corner of the city because of, you know, doing uh, news photography. And during that time, it was, um, you know, we had a beeper and you don't know. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> like, you're too young to know what a beeper is. <laughs> okay, so I, you know, it was we had a beeper. We have no self. Every time the newsroom, they they uh, send me a uh, an assignment. You know, it's it, through this beeper. When the beeper comes on, you know something is going on. We had a police radio, and uh, so we listened to the police cha uh, channel. And when the beeper comes on, you know, I gotta go find a public telephone. <laughs> Yeah, this yes, I heard <laughs> the time, You know, at the time it was like a dime, right? And then went up to like a quarter. And it was like, you know. The children born of before 2020 are going, the children born before 2000 are going, what? What's that? <laughs> okay, kids. So if you're listening, you know, that you, you know, just ask Patch what that is. <laughs> what, I'm talk, what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> I'm old enough to know what that is. <laughs> Oh, I am old. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so you go, you know, make a phone call to the newsroom and then they dispatch you somewhere. And at the time, you know, it's like, you don't, you know, this thing, you don't have GPS. You know, you got to go look at, open the uh, World Atlas map, map of the city and, you know, just really track down where this location is. You know, uh, the beauty of that, though, is you remember where you're going, you get to learn, you know, the, the, the streets and, you know, the different location Today, it's like, you know, you enter it on your GPS and, you know, you're lucky if you remember where you've been because it's kind of like, oh, it's okay. The GPS will tell me. And yeah. And you, if you were, if you had, were, if there was traffic, there was no way to know if, if there's traffic and you're yeah. stuck, you know, yeah. no. <laughs> we, had, we had to, we had to do that. And, and uh, so, um, no, so I got into news photography and then after a while I started uh, another business called um, uh, Stewart McFadden, um, uh, Stewart and McFadden. It's a, a partnership and we did a lot of advertising. Um, you know, we had a studio in Powell and, mm -hmm. you know, Bruce McFadden was our sales rep and uh, Todd, Mc, uh, Todd Stewart was uh, a partner, you know, a good photographer and then mm -hmm. me. But unfortunately, you know, with partnerships sometimes things doesn't help, uh, doesn't uh, work out, you know, you kind of, Part of the, yeah. you work with different agendas at times it, it makes it tough so Absolutely. you know I had to get out of that partnership and you know wanted to I had a family didn't know really what you know I should be doing after that partnership and the one of the the communication professional at Bank One who was I did a lot of photo shoots for them for the wire uh, did a lot of photo illustration for uh, the bank once uh, internal newsletter and did a lot of photo illustration. You know, this guy is just, you know, became a real good friend and he moved to Nationwide and got an opportunity to the Tom Brunk, the manager of the photography department there in communication and marketing, worked for Nationwide for almost 28 years and he retired. And, you know, I got this phone call, you know, during our meeting at the uh, Cabancol Stewart and McFadden partnership. And, you know, he said, uh, uh, hey, I uh, gave your name to the director of communication. And that's how I know you actually is through Nationwide. Like I knew that you were working with Nationwide. Okay. You know, I said to him actually that I don't really want to have a boss. 
you know, I like to be my own boss, you know, I like to carry my own weight and I, I don't want to, you know, uh, to, um, I just don't like to deal with bosses, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, you know, yes, absolutely. I like mm-hmm. to, to think and do and, you know, just do my thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I said, you know, I really, even though we're having issues with uh, the partnership, I really, you know, I said to him, I think I'm going to pass on it, Jeff, because I'm okay here, but inside I'm really not okay. And uh, he said, okay, well, you know, it sounds like a good package, you know, uh, and it's, you know, it's a Fortune 500 company. At the time though, I didn't know that Nationwide is that big, that it's, you know, at the time it was a 60 seven billion dollar company absolutely and it was uh all i see was like a storefront and shopping center so as nationwide you know like in a small company it's like you know they have six employees in there and right after i said that to him you know we had our you know tuesday meeting we meet every tuesday and you know it's another one of those chaotic meeting that we cannot agree on you know things and these are like some things that we need to do for the clients and it was uh you know i just got tired of it and so i ended up calling jeff i said what's the name of the director and uh, he gave me the name of the director i made a contact uh with her and uh you know got an appointment right away and she said, you know, there's a lot of applicants, you know, a lot of the professional photographers in town are, you know, really, they're applying for this position. And, uh, you know, Roman Sepeki and, you know, a lot of the big names, you know, in town, mm-hmm. you know, really want, it's a dream job, really, because that job, you know, takes you around the country, you know, flying in their Learjet and shooting stuff, you know, traveling with the CEO. It's kind of like shooting for the president of the United States, you know, mm-hmm. you are constantly Absolutely, there. yeah. Meeting with Bill Gates, meeting with uh, John Glenn, um, the astronaut, meeting with uh, Jim Lovell, who was the Apollo 13. Mm, wow. Yeah, Captain. Mm-hmm. You know, remember that movie, you know, Tom Hanks. Absolutely. Like, you know, we were uh, at Hilton and Towers with him in New York City. Um, just a lot of, you know, all the dignitaries in town, from mayor to governor, you know, we, you know, I got to work with. And, uh, you know, so um, when I got in, um, when I finally first met, Chris Gay, the uh, director of communications and marketing, she um, she liked me right away. You know, she saw my portfolio, and I, I um, she said, um, you know, we wanted to, because the photography department at the time was they did a lot of executive headshots at nationwide. They had a studio, a small studio with eight dark rooms. You know, it's all analog, and you know, she said our goal for the um, they had, you know, so they had about eight employees and the goal for the department was to do a lot more advertising so that we can support all of Nationwide and its sister company, you know, throughout the, the country. And we will be, we'll have our own in-house advertising photography department and we want to go digital. You know, we will get rid of all the dark rooms. And so, you know, not a very big task. <laughs> But mm-hmm. it was uh, it's a great challenge. So I wanted to, you know, yeah, I could do this. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, I'm sure you can, you know. And right away, I felt that, you know, she won me, you know, with this group. You know, it was uh, right away. She sent me to the vice president of marketing and, you know, spoke to them, uh, to him, uh, Steve Johnston. And uh, they offered me the job. Yeah, it was. And you were with Nationwide for how long? I was with them for uh, nine years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, did very well. I traveled the world with them, actually. And we built a, um, if you remember, Nationwide was an Anon Eagle. That was their 
their logo and yes, then yes. it became the blue frame yes it became the blue frame so that one mm-hmm. uh, when during the nationwide branding initiative we work with ketchum agency in in uh, pittsburgh as well as intrabrand in new york city and uh, just you know uh, i work with a lot of professionals you know in the branding industry and it was really a, a great opportunity to learn a lot from them and uh, um, we built a a uh, an image bank for nationwide with you know thousands of images and we traveled you know throughout the country just making um, slice of life photos you know like everyday you know activities that people do families things like that you know from florida all the way up north to uh maine and from new york all the way to california arizona you know so we have you know different environment different backgrounds and it was really a a great job no wonder why everybody won that job and then you know we uh continue on you know to uh building a huge studio that is uh that studio has to be, it's about uh, 15,000 square feet from a studio that was only- That's nice size for a studio, yeah. yeah the studio before was only about 1,500 square feet. And then, you know, there were like mm-hmm. eight dark rooms. We got rid of all the stinky chemistries. You know, we build um, workstations that are all, um, you know, Macintosh and, you know, we, we were into mm-hmm. digital and, um, a lot of the um, the investment investment arms of nationwide, we took care of them. You know, I go travel to market, you know, our department to the sister companies, so that they are not outsourcing. You know, one of uh, my client was uh, um, Villanova Capital in in Philadelphia. Wow! And that is, you know, we are working with internal partners you know these are like the same company but you know we are we try to win their business so that we can save the company money and we um, ended up uh, actually you know this when i went and visited her she's vice president of um this uh, of uh villanova capital so <clears throat> i went and visited uh-huh. her and right away she's showing me these images of you know I wanted to know what they are using, you know, at the moment, you know, uh, advertising wise. And she started to pull these images, you know, she just got three unlimited uh, exclusive right to three different images from a photographer in New York City. He's not very well known. And, you know, she's paying Mm -hmm. uh, $75,000 for one image, to use it, you know, unlimited, you know, exclusive to them uh, for three years. What year was this? Uh, 1944. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, 1944. Wow. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, wow. No, it, that was my... <laughs> I'm that old. Uh, it was 2000, 2001. 2001. And so... See, what's fascinating to me is that you have maintained... Uh, you know, a lot of people think of photography as a hobby, but you have maintained it as a viable source of income for you and your family. And yeah. this is what the thing I think that I love about this is that, well, I want to showcase your 
um, talents in, in, in the industry because you have a great eye. You're able to pull different, you know, with all your experience, you've been able to pull out just bringing life to still pictures. And that's, I think, what I like about it. And so even with Nationwide, when you think about any logo whatsoever, when you see a logo, you know, oh, that's Taco Bell. Oh, that's McDonald's. And it's the same thing with with Nationwide. Even if you don't see the full Nationwide, you see that blue logo and you go, oh, that's Nationwide, right? And that, and that so, is branding. But yeah. here's the thing. Yes, exactly. That's branding. And that's what I love about it. So here's the thing. So you've decided to branch off on your own to become Jesse Kabunkel photography yeah. tell us about that when did you start what was the yeah. inspiration behind that and what did you want to achieve with that i kind of wanted to move up a little bit you know i wanted to uh create my own identity and uh you know uh, that's kind of my ultimate goal though from the start ever since i was young and uh, you know so I served, like I said, you know, many different uh, customers within Nationwide, sister companies. Um, I work with uh, their incentive program, group, uh, oh, the travel management group, you know, at Nationwide. You know, they are in charge mm -hmm. of you know, all of the arrangement of the travel and the, the, um, they have this huge incentive program that they do and up to President's Conference they take him in some of the most exotic locations in, in the country, in the world. Um, Hawaii, Switzerland, Mediterranean cruise, you know, down, um, what is the Caribbean cruise, um, you name it. You know, it's like I've been to all places, British Columbia, you know, uh, mm -hmm. in South America and, you know, I mean, I, in Paris, you know, I've seen the world through a lot of these. And uh, I heard from uh, the director, who's you know a good friend, uh, Margo Linehauser, that they're gonna farm those out. Uh, they want us to focus on other things. And you know, I'm kind of thinking at the time already, they, they, um, a new vice president, senior vice president came in and uh, they were gonna restructure our, our creative services you know, in the Office of Communication and Marketing. And I, I felt that we might not be a priority, you know, in, um, in that plan. And uh, I felt kind of uneasy, you know, for the very first time um, being with them. And I um, kind of thought, you know, I, I really been wanting to go on my own anyway. And I thought maybe that's the opportunity for me to start again, you know, being self-employed and, um, you know, have this account, you know, that I can uh, stand on uh, with Nationwide mm -hmm. and I can just build it from there. And, um, you know, she, and I asked her, you know, I said, um, who are you going to give this account to? And she said, to an outside, you know, photography company. And I said to her, hey, you know, if I do it, would you give <laughs> that account? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we've been Let me pitch myself to you. We've yes. been working together. Absolutely. Too. And she said, uh, well, I, I can't give it to you if you're working, you know. So mm -hmm. I, I said, uh, what if I'm not working here? She said, yeah, right. you know, I won't think twice. So, so I moved you down that path. I, yeah. I, said to, I talked to, yeah, to my wife and I, I said, that, you know, I think we should move to Florida, you know, because That's with, how you got to this account, with this account, really, uh, we can live anywhere because the this account would take you know it takes me all over the world and as long as I'm close to a major airport do you want to live somewhere warm close to the beach let's, <laughs> let's go to the beach 
that's where we uh-huh. you know, we can live there and mm-hmm. you know my um wife at the time was hesitant because she had a big house <laughs> over mm-hmm. there in, you know in uh close to Hoover Dam in Westerville you know we're doing very well you know she said okay you know she trusted me that, mm-hmm. that you know whatever you know we could do it and uh we had to put our house out on the market and off we go you know everything And you stayed in Florida for how long? We were there for about uh close to 10 years everything was wow, because i remember when you left and then when you came back that was 10 years yeah, wow so we said you, yeah when you age like you have no concept of time 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 gets lost yeah. and so wow it was so, great. you know it, it was uh you know i really love it there you know i love the ocean it's just that's the place you know i like to be outdoors and you know i'm an outdoor person mm-hmm. when you're tired and when you're uh like every time I come back home from some one of, of these trips, it's just nice to be to sit in front of the ocean and listen to the wave. Absolutely. You know? Rejuvenation in nature. Absolutely. And so here's the thing, you know, so I'm looking at your work. I'm looking at your life. And as I know you, obviously, in a personal level, you know, art, <laughs> you know, art is, I mean, it's so funny because in a digital world, we are bombarded by so many things and imagery is a big part of that. And, you know, and here's with imagery, it evokes emotions. It makes you think it makes, it provokes, you know, it, it, it provokes, it persuades. So I'm thinking as this, your life, art has become your language. Imagery has become your language. Please talk about this very famous, to me, it's very famous because I know you and I'm like, yeah, my friend made that one. You know what I'm trying to, you know, you know what I'm referring to? It's the earth. When this pandemic happened, I'm going to go ahead and show the picture to everybody okay. and tell us, and wasn't that your hand, Cecilia? That's your hand, yeah. right? Holding yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like holding the globe. Yeah. <laughs> so tell, tell us the inspiration behind that and how, how that came about. Actually, you know, I've been, uh, that's kind of, you know, my gift, you know, I'd say creating this type images is truly, you know, my gift because, you know, when I feel it, I see it in my head, I create it and providing I have the motivation, you know, to create it. Um, There are, that's why, you know, I do this workshop where, you know, I tell my students. Yeah, that, I want us to talk about that too. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You know, you have to just go with your gut feel. You know, when you feel it, shoot it. Because, you know, it will never come around. And, uh, mm, you know, you have that. to capture. We're storytellers and pictures. So, you know, uh, during the uh, September, during September 11th, so I'm kind of, uh, I'm just elaborating on your uh, September yes, 11th. Go, you go, know, go. Yeah. Really, uh, it, it truly bothered me, you know, and I was very affected by what happened to our country, and I, you know, just devastated with, you know, what people are going through, you know, um, they showed cars in this parking lot of, you know, uh, left by those victims. The, you know, I photographed the World Trade Center when I created my downtown USA poster that, you know, got really popular too. And uh, when you see the skyline of New York, all of a sudden, you know, the Twin Tower is no longer there. And, uh, you know, it, you know, I was very affected by, by all that. And since I traveled a lot at the time, I was affected by how strict, you know, traveling was. You know, I traveled with like seven cases of gears and they opened every single thing. You know, it's not my doing that 
you know, the, that we had to approach um, all these processes the way we're doing now because of, you know, few bad apples, you know, we all have to suffer and uh, deal with it, literally. And when you're a traveling photographer with all those cases and gears that you have to bring, and they got to go through every single piece of equipment, you know, the delay of waiting in line plus doing all that, it was just a total headache, you know. So um, anyway, so going back to your, um, you know, so I created a lot of images uh, of 9-11, United We Stand, you know, uh, up to Hunt for Bin Laden, you know, all that. I have like illustrations of things like this, oh. you know, because those are all in my head, what I feel. And with the pandemic, I, you know, I felt that, you know, everything I see was like, you know, people with masks, you know, the entire world is in crisis, you know. How, and that's I, the title, World in Crisis, right? World that was the crisis, title of COVID-19, the art piece. World in Crisis, yeah. World in, mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I was just you know, thinking about it. And it's not like I'm trying to create anything, but mm-hmm. I see it, you know, wherever I go, you know, everybody's, it's just, you know, it doesn't feel like America, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, and then I kind of, you know, this picture, you know, was in my head of like, well, the entire world has a mask now. And I said, oh, that's an illustration, mm-hmm. you know. And I kind of, then, you know, one day I was, I talked to Cecilia and I said, hey, I'm creating this globe, you know. And it was, uh, so this, you know. Yeah. I bought a ball and I, you know, started creating this, you know. I put uh, oh, wow. paper. Uh, toilet paper, you know, on the surface. The paper mache, like a paper mache, yeah. Yeah, to kind of give it some surface, and I started painting, you know, and uh, so there, you know. It that's had, pretty uh, good. And yeah. uh, I so is that, of, the, that it's that's the actual ball. That is the ball, yes. yeah. So this is like you know <laughs> later awesome. on when I'm really really famous, this will go for you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, you yeah. know, so I created that, and I, you know. I uh, was showing her and she, I don't think she understood really what I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> but yeah, you know, she, know. she goes with the flow. Yeah. Well, well, one <laughs> thing about her, that's what I like about, you know, being a partner with her is she truly. Uh, I trust him. Yeah. Trust she, she does. Creative mind. And, and she is, you know, she's a motivator to me, you know, mm-hmm. um, when she tells me you could do it, you know, it's like, I believe it. And, uh, and I feel it, you know, that she, you know, how much she believe in my work. You need that, you know, in a partnership, you know, Absolutely. that doesn't happen very often that, you know, and, and also with the, and I will go back to, but, you know, I'm talking about <clears throat> partnership. Yeah. Okay. We're both married. I was going to ask you about that, that partnership. Absolutely. People are, you know, unfortunately the world is like, you know, when you are partner with a female, male and female opposite sex, you know, the mind goes Ever. Real well, Thinking I know you of, both, so I never went there. So I mean, I, like, I, mean, I know you. It, it, you know, it's <laughs> probably the few, or probably the only one. It it's reality though. It's reality. People will talk about it and all that stuff. And um, hey, people need to be elevated. They need to think about something else. Like, and I honestly, that's the point of this podcast, is because we're so busy ter- tearing each other apart when there is so much more. There's so much more that we are bigger. That, that, you know, the, the world is so big that there's so much that we can do instead of focusing on the really stupid stuff yeah. and actually kind of in a hindsight, kind of in a back way, that's what we want to do with this podcast is to elevate the psyche and make 
make people realize, you know, there is so much more that connects us than what divides. And there, I mean, we're talking about gifts and talents and opportunities, experience, exposure, you know, the, the upbringing, the demographic, there's so much more that we can focus on instead of stupid, petty things, which is part of humanity, right? Yeah, it is. So, it is. And, and, uh, yeah, so I was going to ask Cecilia, so how did, how did this partnership start? Like, because I know, I mean, we know each other through the Filipino American Society, um, you know, circles, and we would go to picnics, and we would have gatherings and all that stuff. When did the conversation begin that you guys were going to be partnering up together? Well, let me talk about the first day that we met, because it, it was a fun story. <laughs> So we met at the induction of when because I, officers, I, yeah, you, yeah you, officers. You, you're part yeah, of that. <laughs> two years yeah. ago at the Ruma. So I was standing near the door of the Ruma. You know, I'm greeting people like, "Hey, you can sit there. You can sit there." And then mm -hmm. he thought I'm the greeter. <laughs> <laughs> I never seen her before. <laughs> so Lada, Lada lost her job that day. <laughs> She, she was standing there, you know. <laughs> but she's standing there right at the, you know, the, the you yes, know, the yeah. Stand. Because there was a lot of us. There was like huge. There were so many of us. Yes. And fast forward during the uh, picture taking of the officers, I saw him in the corner of my eyes. All the people, you know, when they take pictures, they have their camera like this or up here, and he's the only one who has her his camera on the level of his stomach or middle body. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what's this weird taking picture of? <laughs> I, had to, I had to talk in my stomach, making sure that it's flat. He's not taking a picture of your belly. <laughs> I'm like this. You know. I, was, I, I was looking at the group and looking at, you know, our middle part. Amateur, amateur. <laughs> She didn't know me, what I was doing. One of the officers even asked me, like, what is the taking picture of? I said, I don't know. <laughs> so we both talked in our So summer. this is the Ruma. So this is um this would have been in June, like June of two years ago. Like Yes, it was two years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah April. With a new set of officers that ends their tenure in the in April. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, that was when we were supposed to have oath taking or whatever. There's like so many yeah. people and it's not really the conducive place. But thank you to Roger. Shout out to the Ruma restaurant, Roger, yeah. Abando. Yeah, we're gonna good shout good him out. That's over there. Yeah, Roger absolutely, absolutely. So it yeah. was a funny and weird first encounter. And then later <laughs> on of course. We didn't, thought, we didn't really get to talk to each other. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I think thought, I, I said hello. But. I thought of him as a weird guy who doesn't know how to take Because <laughs> he's yeah. the only one who's holding the camera in the middle of his body while everyone else yeah. having their camera, you know, on a face level. Yes, yes. Here. See, that's the mentality of people that doesn't know anything about <laughs> photography. Photography, exactly. Well, hello, I didn't even know either. So I'm learning yeah. something today. Yeah, and then later on, when I discovered that he's a professional photographer, so I was kind of like embarrassed <laughs> because <laughs> I thought of, of that of him. And uh, yeah, and then we did our photo Your You photoshoot me back I mean, in, in November. In November, yeah, this was like maybe about a year ago. I haven't even gotten a photo shoot yet. Was like, I need yeah. to get a photo well, shoot. Well, that will that happen. Will... Yeah, even have to play some music right, soon. Yeah. Oh, diba? Yeah. yeah I, but, I'm uh, going to talk about your music also later. Okay. And so, um, we um, actually, you know, we didn't really 
get to see each other at all, you know, after the that induction of mm -hmm. officers. And, and we, we, we saw each other at the uh, at Asian Festival. Uh, you know, we play I played music there May. with uh Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not Pandesal at the time. No. It was my, my uh, niece, niece in Canada, you know, uh that's Panaligan. And mm -hmm. um she was, you know, um on the booth, you know, at the yeah, no, Filipino. yeah, we decorated that booth to death, man. <laughs> I just got back from my accident. I think what that I think that was it, right? Mm -hmm. I don't remember. It's, it's all together. It, it rolls into one. Yeah. So you know, I, I uh, ran into her, and then I um, we got to talk some, um, and I I I bought the I think Lynn was there and Tess. Yeah, Tess. Probably Tess. Probably Rex. Yeah, I got Tess. Yeah, Hello, hello. <laughs> I got them so long because it was super hot that day. So hot, yes. Uh -huh. You know, and uh, later on, I helped Tony pass, you know, and Sally and these uh -huh. guys take that, that uh, booth down. It was, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of work because, you know, it seemed mm -hmm. like, you know, wow, this thing, you know, it felt like it's there permanently set up, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, for the next yes. year's uh, festival. But, you know, um, we, we got it done and loaded it in the truck and, um we haven't, we didn't see each other. Uh, well, I don't know how long did it before the Pascos. Um, um, I think we saw each other after that. Uh, Pascos because we would have had the pi the picnic after that. Yeah, Pascos picnic. Oh yeah. yeah there would be the picnic and then Christmas party. It's the same thing over and over in the new year. I mean, I, I ran into her there again, you know, at the picnic and um, right after the picnic, she posted a uh, a headshot of her done by Mr. So, mm -hmm. and I, you know, I, I, you know, you know, I commented on it and all, and I said, you know, I think I, you have to let me do, you know, your headshot. Let me do a, a photo shoot with you. So it become a competition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it becomes a competition. <laughs> I said, let me let me do a, a photo shoot of you, you know. And um, she said, okay, you know, mm -hmm. it's like this. When I asked her to you know, to do a photo shoot with me, you know, she said, okay, but you know, all along, I'm not, I didn't even think that that's, she thought of me that I'm a weirdo shooting in the middle of my, you know, <laughs> holding the camera that way. But she said, okay, you know, this weirdo is asking to, you know, do a photo shoot with me. And uh, we were trying to catch the fall color. It was in November, you know, the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And at the time already when we got out there, you know, it was already brown and, uh, but you know, we were successful with, you know, she's happy with a photograph. And when she posted it, you know, it was like, you know, it felt like, you know, she's, uh, you know, her comment and, you know, how she boasts about, you know, my photography and skills, you know, was genuine. And I, you know, I felt it and it was kind of, that's kind of, I think that's when we started, you know, the talk of like, hey, you want to, because, uh, oh, she said, you know, you should, and I think I told her, you know, about, you know, how I kind of, you know, during the recession, you know, I lost the business completely and, you know, ended up going to the Philippines, coming back, and I have nothing to do with photography, total burned out. And uh, ah, that's a good I'm, thing to talk I'm about done. later. You know, I'm yeah. done with it. And you know, she said, you know, you, you know, you should be doing this and all that, you know, but, you know, a uh, few of her words that are, I felt that, you know, she really meant what she says about, you know, my skills and that, you know, I'm not, uh, it's not too late, you know, to continue on. And, you know, I believed it and it was kind of, mm -hmm. that's where it started.
And also, like the good thing about the difference between his photography skill and the others, because we're mm -hmm. in the you know we're in the days now where fillers and filters and too much Photoshop is in. Like mm -hmm. it's almost like you. it's fake. But then when you compare his images to the others, you can tell that you know the the real person is right there. That you can still see the pores, you can still see the imperfections out there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's it's natural. I'm not sure I want that. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm like okay. my age spots are showing. No, just kidding. But no, no, no. But I get you. But that's true. It's getting rarer and rarer with so many people. So when you see people, you're like. That's you because you don't. They don't look like actual people anymore. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I like you know in my photography though I like you know uh, that uh, I like to see the authenticity of you know in the image Very of natural. the person you know natural approach. Since my background you know with journalism is you know you cannot post anything you know you have to just be creative with you know how you tell your story through your lens your viewfinder and uh you know i'm used to not really posing people i just like to capture them as they are nice. uh, you know just you know you just have to compose and uh, you know for you to be able to tell a story you know in that one picture because the picture is not like a movie where you watch the whole hour and a half to be able to you know, uh, understand exactly what the story, or you, you can kind of follow along. But you know, still photography is only a one-second movie where you look at it and it's like you get the story or you don't. If you don't get it in right. one two seconds, it's a bad movie. You know, you throw it away. And that's what you know. I always approach my uh, still photography is to be able to tell a story and have people understand it within that one or two seconds as they look at it. Magazine covers, you know, it. Uh, um, the reason why it's there so the people will look at it and they will open the magazine and if you mm -hmm. if it's a bad movie they won't good point so i heard you say you said about motivation and this is the first i'm hearing that at one point because i always know you as a passionate storyteller storyteller through pictures right so this is first that i didn't know you had a burnout with this because you were always that's how i know you you're always into the picture you always have cameras like your hands are never empty because you're capturing you're here. taking a story so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's over here right <laughs> the weird so here's the question here's the question so you know my viewership my view uh, the the list are not my our viewership and our leadership the goal is always to connect people to their passion for purpose there are pe people who are genuinely interested in how to make imagery to life and you know so this be will have and you know how I didn't know you started at 18, but there will be people now because with your we know from your workshop you attracted so many people in those workshops, which reminds me you have to let me let you talk about the workshop. You know there are people who pick up photography as a hobby anyway, and I don't know any person who has who doesn't know how to take a picture. You know so what's the difference now? Um, if you're somebody who wants to either pick this up as a hobby, somebody who wants to improve their picture taking skills, somebody who wants to get into it full time. What is the one thing about the job that you wish you knew before you started any of this? What is it on the job? Like, you know, what, what myth do you want to debunk if you have one about photography? Uh, well, you know, some, I think, uh, people don't realize that when you're doing it professionally, 
you know, all the time. It, uh, what I love about the profession is that, you know, you deal with something new every time, but you don't realize that, you know, you could run into people also, a lot of clients, you know, difficult people that, you know, it's not all about, you know, when you're in business doing photography, you know, you're not just making pictures, you know, you're there to satisfy and uh, that end of it, uh, you know, we're, we're good with people. Um, you know, I think that's why I saw in Cecilia that she's, you know, good with people. She has the background that she has. She's a millennial, you know, she understands technology more than me. Uh, and right. she, she loves doing, I mean, she's, and what I hated the most is like paperwork, you know, <laughs> the front end of the business is, it's not really for me. I just like to yes. be an artist. I like to be an artist and I like exactly. to Exactly. I, think, I know, totally get that. I'll do the front end of it. You do the back end. I said, okay, we got a deal. If, if you know, she mm-hmm. if it wasn't like that, if it, the arrangement is not that way, we won't be partnered because, you know, I really, and I probably won't be back in business because really that's mm-hmm. the, the most hated part for me is to, you know, track down, you know, the number and the, you know, the number of people. And follow up. And you know, all this, but, you know, yes. she just, you know, tirelessly, you know, she does this all the time. You know, the more work for her on, on the front end, you know, trying to promote the business, trying to promote my name, trying to promote us, period, is really what she's good at. You know, she's good with research. Mm-hmm. She's just, you know, if I, if there's something like, you know, before we, I wanted to put my my work on one of the prestigious competitions. You know, she has it in front of me, just like that. And uh, here's the, you know, now the the <laughs> the big thing is you know, would I read it? Would I read what she said? <laughs> <laughs> I feel that comment. I feel that in my um, because this is about resiliency. Because obviously you're very passionate about your work, but there will come a time when it's not you know, things are not working and it's not ideal. It's so hard to, you know, fall back. So tell us about that, that balance. So, you know, when, when um, the market crashed, you know, um, during the recession back in uh, the late, uh, like 2009, 2008, um, mm-hmm. you know, so really there was no, um, most of the companies are not outsourcing anymore. You know, most of the special projects that I used to get are no longer there. Uh, you know, and it seemed like, you know, the, the calls that I got from, you know, most of the people that I uh, did shoots for, and these are, you know, Fortune 500 companies. You know, they are all, they sounded the same. You know, my account is frozen for the next three years. And, you know, I can't, you know, I went from, I mean, I had zero income, period. And it was, uh, when you have a family, you know, that was, uh, it's not easy. Hard. Uh, Absolutely. You know, I could could have, uh, you know, chose to hurt myself. Many CEOs, you know. Uh, that time, you know, lost their lives. And, you know, many people that are doing so well um, just didn't know what to do. And, uh, you know, it was like the family was, you know, very solid and, um, you know, really got a, a lot of support, you know, from my wife and, and, you know, seeing my two daughters there, even though we're in that situation, we're, you know, still healthy and um, we still have each other. And, you know, my, um, I just wanted to do something that is, you know, to keep me going. And 
you know, I was very hurt by, you know, what happened. And I, you know, honestly, I didn't really know what to do. And um, I felt after a while that, you know, I've been doing photography for, you know, years anyway, for 30 years or so. And, you know, I'm kind of sick of it, you know, and I wanted to try something else. What that is, I don't really know. And uh, my sister-in-law in the Philippines, you know, um, kind of, I think just she knew that we're going through a lot uh, financially. And, you know, she just, you know, offered to invite us to the Philippines and kind of have this good thing to say about my cooking. <laughs> she yes. said, you know what? when I come to the U.S., you know, you make this, this barbecue. It's so good. I really like it. She said, that's going to do really well in the Philippines. And, uh, you know, she said, you know, why don't we, you know, start a storefront and then you could, you know, do your barbecue. And it was kind of, wow, that's a great idea because there was really nothing that I, that I can do at the time. And, you know, I said to my wife, what, what do you think, you know, going back to the Philippines and, you know, we'll have Bianca go to school there, go to college there and, and all that. And uh, um, we decided that we're, you know, we're going to do it. And it was, it didn't take too long and we packed it up, you know, went to the Philippines and uh, did the barbecue house. You know, we set up, we um, set up the store and, um, you know, it was really, the main objective was to, you know, make barbecue to, um, but, you know, mostly for takeout. And, you know, you know, we had some people, um, you know, following our our uh, product already and people were coming around um, often, but it's it's a lot of work, really. You mm-hmm. know, you start out at 4.30 in the morning doing your prep work and all that. And by the time you're done, it's like close to midnight. It's late. And then you got to, you know, start all over again the following day. It's very tiring. And, um, but bef- I think before that though, you know, I, I, I still have an account that I, um, I think it was nationwide that I, would still do you know, travel uh, assignments for. And one time I um, traveled to uh, to Ireland uh, for a photo shoot. Wow. wow. And, uh, you know, so in Dublin and, you know, Power Court, you know, I was uh, doing photo shoots there. And on my way back, I stopped in Florida and I, you know, I said, um, I don't, you know, I, so we got the barbecue uh, house started, but, I wanted to, my heart is not truly there. You know, it was just, um, I love to cook, but, you know, cooking that much, <laughs> it's something uh-huh. <laughs> that uh-huh. I really don't want to do. And uh, so I, I kind of, I stayed with my friend in uh, Wesley Chapel, like Tampa Palms, and I, I uh, went to trucking school. <laughs> really? Trucking. That's a big shift. That's uh, a big, like, yeah. Trucking school because... I said, what is it that I want to, I don't want to do office work, you know, that's why Cecilia's here. <laughs> what is it that, that I, what is it that I can like, you know, I will fall asleep if I have a desk. Mm. Um, you know, I've done photography, I'm always on the run, I'm, you know, carrying equipment, I'm, you know, uh, seeing, um, uh, I see what I shoot, I, you know, it's all art and, you know, I get my energy from, Mm-hmm. Um, Being out and about, creating yeah. and shooting these things, and I, um, what is it that's kind of somewhat similar to that? That I'm not doing the same thing, you know, every day. And I thought, you know, I, I could, you know, enjoy seeing the country 
you know, what if I get into like, you know, driving this semi truck with 18 wheelers? And, you know, I think that would be a challenge also you know, to try and drive these things. And, you know, that's what I did. You know, I called this company. I uh, got in the, I, I, took, I took, yeah, I took the Greyhound to Dallas, Texas. <laughs> I was there for, I can't remember now if it was like six weeks training, maybe. And, CDL, uh, yeah. yeah, it was, uh, you know, off I went and uh, here I am. I'm backing up this, you know, <laughs> huge props. Uh, yeah. You know, I was like, you know, when you're inside there, you don't see a thing. You know, how do you back nope. this thing? When I first got in there, it's like, you know, okay, I'm a pretty good driver. But I said, how do you back this thing up? And it was like, you learn that. And, you know, and knowing what's back there, you know, you, mm-hmm. you're not going to back into you know, to a mom, you know, taking her kid for a oh, stroll, yeah. you know, or, yeah. and it was, uh, it was a challenge, you know, and driving this thing, trying to, to, um, you know, the turns, the, you know, it's just really, I learned to respect truck drivers, you know, and without trucks anyway, without these truckers, you know, nothing, this world will not turn. Nothing moves. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, how do you get all these They're considered products? essential workers? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you get, uh, you know, to the grocery store, to the, you know, these people are the industry. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that gets the, you know, the ball rolling, you know, in, uh, mm-hmm. in our country. And um, what I love being in this thing, when I started driving this, you know, you're in New Jersey one day, you know, to pick up a load. You're in New York picking up, you know, load for Gap. Next thing you know, you're in L.A., you know, you're in Seattle, you go to Montana and, you know, by the way, when you're in Montana or uh, uh, Idaho, Wyoming, beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> you know, before I only think Idaho, you know, it's like a potato place. It's, you know, I don't want to go there, but it's like, mm-hmm. you, it's so beautiful there. You know, you see real mountain and, you know, in September it's snowing over there already mm-hmm. when you are mm-hmm. in, the, in that elevation. And uh, one time I was up there, it was like October and it was 14 below zero, you know, up in the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And driving that truck down the hill when the roads are frozen, you know, trust me, mm. <laughs> it's a challenge. Mm. Anyway, you know, I, I did that. And then um, I didn't really like having a partner, you know. Mm-hmm. I think if I would travel or with people that I'm close with, my brother, mm-hmm. you know, people that I can, you know, have uh, a good conversation with. But, you know, some people get lucky. They find, you know, uh, a good partner. But for me, it was like, you know, two different people with two different mindsets and two different agendas. It's difficult when you are, have to live in the back of that, you know, in that truck. And if you're waiting for a load, it could be three days. You wow. deal with that person. You know, I find myself walking a lot. <laughs> You know, so and, I bet I bet when you had those lag times or when you were traveling and you were driving, you saw this landscape, this majestic. I mean, I swear there oh. are some places here in the United States that never get enough credit in its beauty. Right. Nature, I, whatever. I So I bet that brought you back to your photography roots. I mean, you were probably going, I wish I had my camera and put it on my belly so I can oh, I, take a picture. I was, I, was shooting, <laughs> I was shooting with my. With my oh, phone. you were. OK, good, good. And it was like one of the flip phones, <laughs> but you could still take pictures, you know, low quality, mm-hmm. like today, you know, where these right, right. Um, 
capture, you know, on these cameras, like, you know, 20 megapixel, you know, I mean, it's... Right. But, uh, yeah, it... Uh, could you have taken your gear with you though and taken pictures and pulled over to the side of the road and taken pictures? Is that even an option for you? You really can't. Oh. Because okay. you know, so you have a partner. The truck has to run 24 hours a day. Oh, so wow, okay. 10 hours, drive up to 10 hours and then your partner will, will take over. Take it over. So, so while your partner is driving, can you take pictures? No, no. Um, oh. this, yeah, I'll explain this to you. So. DOT, the Department of Transportation, you know, mm -hmm. when you drive, it's computerized. You know, you have to log on. That is connected to DOT. When you put in your ID number, they know that mm -hmm. you are behind the wheel. Your partner oh. should be taking the bunk because, you know, they are preventing all the accidents, big accidents that used mm -hmm. to happen. I see. So yeah, 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 yeah. Limited. Before, they would drive 24 hours. They fall asleep. Yeah, I heard about that. You know, church buses and, and uh, so ten hours is max. You know, if you are driving, your partner should be in the bunk sleeping. Nobody, if, gotcha. the, if the highway patrol sees you with sees the the truck with two people, you know, say they, there are two seats. You mm -hmm. know, one should not be there. There should mm -hmm. only be the driver. That gotcha. person should be resting. When he wakes mm -hmm. up, and you are, you know. You, you, the computer will tell you when it's time for you to switch because it will start beeping. And when you get in the last 15 minutes, it's beeping like crazy and you got to pull over. It will drive you mm -hmm. crazy. It will not pull over. Well, you pull over and it's your partner's turn to log on and you go to sleep. Sometimes when mm -hmm. you can't sleep right away, you have to sit in the bunk and you can have a conversation mm -hmm. with them, you know, and the curtain is, you know, a little bit yes. open. You know, kind of see him, but you know, he's driving your way back there and you're having a conversation. And we know now about, gotcha. stuff there about truckers now and yeah. the truck. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, I don't know all these things about truckers. You know, you know, one of those Volvos, you know, the big and, you know, 18 wheelers, you know, the, the a lot of stuff to learn. The pre-trip of, you know, like before you even uh, drive the truck, you have to make sure everything is functioning and all that, most especially when you you know, when you pick up a trailer that everything is attached, your air brake, the lights, the everything, every single lights on the trailer on the has to be working because, yeah, I mean, the truck is so tall, you know, the trailer and you can, mm -hmm. uh, truck drivers have their own GPS. You mm -hmm. can, you know, use the GPS or any regular GPS. It has to be the trucker's GPS because it will take you to the roads where trucks are allowed the clearance of the bridge. Mm, you know, you should that makes sense. If you are on right. a country road driving and you are using a regular GPS, all of a sudden there's a bridge that is like 14 uh, feet tall. Feet, you can't get under. What are you, you yeah. know, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? Turn around on the two lane road. You will have to call a company and get a tow truck to, they're gonna tow your truck back, you know, to where you can turn around and Believe me, they don't want to hear that and you will not be driving again. And that's the thing. I think there is a YouTube channel dedicated to these accidents of these semis going under bridges. And that's it's like one thing after the other. Like they take a picture of this bridge. Like that, I think if I'm not mistaken, it's the, the, the name of the bridge and it's recorded because there's cameras. So it's recorded every single mishap that's there. So, okay, Cecilia, my question for you. So I heard... Jesse, 
speak about you so highly about these, you know, the things that you have to do for him, the, you know, taking care of the paperwork. So what do you think about the job itself? Does it challenge you enough? What would you like to do differently? What would you like to do more about the job that you do with Jesse? Well, give me more work. <laughs> it's like that. It's like, you know. I, okay, you know like, no, it's like what he said. Uh, I really like what I'm doing right now. I love, you know, uh, you know, communicating with people. This was one of my weakest link, I would say, when I got here in the States. Because uh, my first job here in the States, I was uh, at cashier, uh, or rep at Target. And I always feel nervous whenever there's customer coming in because, oh my gosh, <laughs> I have to talk to them. <laughs> In English, obviously, <laughs> because, you know, I, I grew up and lived in the Philippines for, what, 30 years, 29 years. And, you know, there we, we just speak Filipino. You know, we speak mm -hmm. English, but uh, probably once or twice in your life, whenever you're in a job interview or probably mm -hmm. in a job if you're outsourced and you're, you know, your coworkers here in the States. But that's about it. Our main language is the is Filipino, Tagalog. So mm -hmm. it really, it was really a nerve wracking for me whenever time I speak in English. But uh, obviously, really, yeah. I can't even imagine. Yes, she has her degree in nursing. You know, it's like she. I, but no, but I would never guess that of you. I mean, I mean, no, okay. But this is new for me. I didn't know that you felt yeah. that way. But but then that was then. Yeah, it, it was then. Uh, she was still, new in now, the country. I mean, my, my English is not very perfect. I'm still, you know, trying to improve it. But yeah, that's one thing that, you know, I overcome communicating with people. And Absolutely. I like, and I like the paperwork, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I like the scheduling part. I, I, in other words, I like the formal stuff of the business. He's the creative one. Okay, just shoot whatever you want, edit whatever you want, and me, I'll deal with the other stuff. You know, I'll deal with the IRS. I will deal with the paperwork and other documents, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, and coordinating with with our customers. You know, when there's like leads and stuff, you know, she follow those leads, and you know, I if mm -hmm. I see something, you know, I will like put it on her lap. She takes care of you know making the calls and you know, or sending an email. How or, did you, you know, I mean, it's, how it, did it, you even start that conversation? Like how, did, what, who approached well, yeah, who? Well, I, I did because, you know, knowing, you know, that she has a management background and she, you know, she does a lot of, of these type of work, you know, and she's very organized. And, you know, I thought, you know, first, you know, this person, you know, truly uh, believes on my, um, photography and this is you know the person who is you know educated and you know uh really not afraid to talk to people and and uh you know uh do research you know she's very good with the computer she you know she's a millennial <laughs> so yeah. you know really i you know what am i you know, do I find people, you know, uh, at my age, at 60 and, you know, what, what, I mean, not saying that the all, all 60 year old doesn't know anything about, you know, technology and all, but you know, these guys grew it's up with it. It's a challenge. Absolutely. You we know, didn't grow up with it. Absolutely. It and it's like, it's, they're very comfortable with it. And, you know, I can no longer, you know, have a, 
you know, someone who is um, not up to date, you know, with technology and, you know, sitting here and, you know, mm -hmm. hey, you know, let's do this. And it's like, you know, uh, let's send a postcard. Oh, maybe that's not the approach, you know. But it's like, you know, she does a lot mm -hmm. of, you know, all the posting she's doing, you know, and the captioning of a lot of our work and, uh, you know, just anything that has to do with communication, you know, and she was uh, at first when she came here, she's somewhat intimidated with, you know, communicating with people she doesn't know. And now, you know, it's, you know, we doing the, you know, her end of, of the business. Well, she has to. <laughs> I'm the dakilang dakilang <laughs> pakela yeah. I know. I like dakilang <laughs> which means how does that translate? The glorified. Um, no, I don't remember. Glorified I, 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 pusher. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. yeah there, there I really like pushing people, especially if I see that they have talent and they have skills and. Like, what are you and, doing and I with see your that. talent and skills? I, and it's I, just sitting there. See. Don't be stagnant. You have a lot to grow with. You have a bright future. Spread your wings. Spread your wings, mm -hmm. whatever your age is. And, and, you know, exactly. One, and I love yeah, one that. One thing about because... that patch is, you know, yeah, and she does that. You know, it's different. Like at home, you know, with a family and, you know, the wife. And it, it's a different you know, your family at home can encourage you in a different way, you know. The dynamics, you know, yeah. from mm -hmm. a friend, a close friend, you know, a business partner, it's a completely different uh, type of motivation it brings to, you know, uh, to the whole, uh, to the business. It, it you know, it, you know what I mean? You can't really... But it, Absolutely. you know, you sometimes you draw your your. It's not like your your strength and your energy and your motivation only comes from home or from you know. It comes from friends, from you know, close business partner, from absolutely a lot of people you trust. Like that, absolutely, you know, from seeing something new, from you know, you cannot you know. People just have to understand, and most especially for artists like me, you know, I can't I kind of just have. Um, you know, like one source of, you know, I feel like, you know, I draw my strength and energy from a lot of different sources and I have to be able to, to explore that, you know, or else I'm just, you know, I won't fall asleep, really. I, I won't do it. But actually, to be honest, and see, and that's the thing. I, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that I will, he will pick me as his creative rep. I was just pushing him to get back on the business and get back on the photography. And next thing I know, hey, you'll be the creative rep. I was like, oh, okay, okay, fine. Because the chem <laughs> the chemistry was there. Well, this is which leads the, me that chemistry was there, and I which leads yeah, me to and, the and next. I, and I, you know, I believed it. It was like one of those. Um, yeah, it. it uh, sometimes you know you hear things from you know different people, different sources, and. You know, you, you uh, tend to, you know, you, you say, yeah, yeah, you know, I can do that, blah, blah, blah. But it, it's different, you know. She has that, I don't know, you know, she, she's got this command, you know. I, it's like, you know, when she says it, you know, I, I, I feel it. 
That's a nice way of saying it. She's got yeah. this command. No, I mean, it was like one of those. It's not like she's not being so rude about it. So which brings me to the next question. She's not being rude about it. She's, you know, it just like, you know, I know that I, I got that support truly. And it's um, that we have to make it happen, you know, as partners. And, and that's, I have and that's that's really that the, the beauty of a dynamic friendship seriously yeah. especially like in a strictly business sense right yeah that's so funny it, it, it when you actually said when people think that you're ready and they, they're making up story yung instigation instigera my goodness that like we're adults for god's sakes we can have friends from beyond the opposite sex brings me to the um uh the next question actually it's a challenge it's a question for both of you guys you know so Obviously, this job, this partnership, uh, this, uh, this, you know, in the confines of the pandemic or whatever else that we're going through, because we're coming up to the new elections, there's always something going on, right, in the back of the, behind the business. So finish this sentence for me. When the going gets tough. Carry on. How do you finish that sentence? Carry on. Uh. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. carry on. I mean, uh, everybody, each one of us gets through rough times. There's always bumps out there. But you you have to think that you've mm-hmm. been through that bump. You've been through the hardest part of your life, probably. And, you know, you overcome that. You're in a greater place right now. And I'm a type of person who always thinks that, you know, I'm I'm fully blessed right now. I'm grateful for what I have, tangible and intangible. And Somewhere out there, not only here in the States, there are millions of people out there that are in a worse condition right now, so as to speak right now. So, I mean, there's nothing to complain about life. There's nothing about to complain if, let's say, we have some issues here in photography or, or in our day job or in the family. That's something that you can sort out. Yes. I mean, just think about those people out there that you don't know that's in a worse condition right now. So just carry that's on. Good. That's very good. Yeah. So what are your coping mechanisms with a job? Like, how do you rest? What do you... So I always talk about, you know, this vessel, this body that we have, that especially in the lifestyle here in the States that we do, like, you know, we wear all these hats with our responsibilities. We're parents, we're spouses, we have the regular job, then we have the other job, then we have church group, and then we have all these things. How do you rest and how do you cope with your stresses, both of you? For me, I like to just, you know, I want to sit back sit back and, um, you know, uh, smell the roses, if you will. <laughs> you know, I, I really, you know, Absolutely. I really uh, believe in, in, because sometimes when um, you are faced with many challenges in life and, you know, uh, on the job that you're doing, that sometimes, you know, you want to resolve everything right there and then. And sometimes, you know, you, uh, by doing that, it depends on your mood. You know, you could be upset about it, blah, blah, blah. Um, if you try and resolve it and have an answer right there and then you could be making a mistake and it's nice to be able to just sit back and um, just absorb it a little bit and you know or kind of change the topic Um, like I said you know smell the roses you know go out there get some fresh air and uh, sleep on it 
it's unbelievable. The following day, you know, it, your mind is a lot clearer and how you're going to tackle that. For me, I guess, mm-hmm. well, usually I, I listen to Christian songs. So I have 104.9 station mm-hmm. in my car. And, you know, when I, Worship. Yeah, when I burn out in the office or, you know, even at home, I listen to Christian songs. And, you know, that keeps me feel mm-hmm. better. She actually uh, turned the dial in my uh, <laughs> in my car too. <laughs> so when we go travel, Christian music, photos, absolutely. Photo photo shoots, and you know, she it's, it's there, you know. And I never change it. it, you know. That's so when I turn it on, that's what I I listen to. <laughs> but here's the thing about artists, though. Seriously, I mean, music has a way of elevating us in different ways. We're always talking about things that level the playing field, what I call equalizers. So to me, that's food. You know, you don't even need to speak the language if you put food in front of somebody else who doesn't speak your language, they understand it. And I think music has a way of elevating that as well. You know, so I absolutely love that. And Jesse, tell our listenership, like all the stuff that you do with music, because that's another creative arm of yours. Yeah. Yeah, we um, actually, you know, lately we haven't uh, been doing much of anything with, you know, because I play with um, uh, EJ Duo, which is um, uh, between uh, Ed Rama and myself, a female vocalist. And, um, you know, we have a good chemistry. um, And, you know, we play uh, in different venues uh, before, you know, all the way, you know, outside of Columbus. Um, different events, but you know, unfortunately, with the pandemic, there was no events to play at, and we kind of took mm, a break. And now, sure. you know, Ed Rama is all paranoid with the pandemic, and you know, haven't heard much, you know, from her because she doesn't really. Well, she's wanna... a frontliner. I mean, she isn't she in the healthcare out, industry? You know? Yeah, and it's like you know, sometimes they hey, I don't blame her. Yeah, let's jam a little bit, and I I understand, you know, I understand. So. But it, it gets frustrating. But uh, yeah, I you know, I uh, play the guitar and um, you know I enjoy it. It's kind of an outlet for me as well. It's not my Absolutely. my main. It's thing, another way. Of, so pwedeng pasampo. Can you would you play something yeah. for oh, Chuchua ka, Cecilia? Ikaw kakanta. <laughs> <laughs> just I just want. Do like, you want to play a sample? Do you want to do? do you, I want to mention though that you put it on your belly. (laughs) People doesn't know though. Before we go to photo shoot, before we go to location, our warm up is just he will play music and I will sing. Music is our warm up. That's awesome. So can you do something now? Can you do something now? I don't know. We could. I guess. Would you do something now? He will. Yeah. Why not? Are you guys still okay? Time and everything. Are you still oh, okay? Because yeah. I know, because I don't. It, it's a, it's such a good interview. You know, we can do yeah. part one and part two on this one. This is awesome. I mean, thank you for your time. I did. I, I, I just want to show but, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Really. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can sing along, back.
You need to show up or you'll be in trouble. I'll be the vocal. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is me. I had to put myself because you know I was going to sing also. <laughs> But no, that's so wonderful. And so, you know, so how long have you been playing this instrument, Jesse? Oh my gosh. I've been actually, when I was in the Philippines, uh, I was in uh, this group called Rondalia, you know, like mandolin. It's a mandolin group. Rondalia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rondalia? Yeah. Okay. I play, when I was in elementary school, I played the mandolin. And, uh, you know, through nice. until high school. And then... Multiple stringed instruments. Yeah, most of the, yeah. Most of the the guys in high school are guitar players. You know, I thought, well, that's kind of cool. You know, I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like uh, I'm not as macho mm -hmm. when I'm playing this little mandolin. And uh, I had to learn how to play the guitar. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I started playing the guitar and you know there were it's a chick draw <laughs> there are a lot of talented Filipinos that can really sing you know a lot of I mean that is part of our culture in the Philippines and uh, whether you can sing or not absolutely you know, people absolutely. are not afraid to sing because it's part of our culture music is in us and uh, look at the, the karaoke place absolutely you know, it's, it's like going all day long when you We're over there, you hear people sing karaoke. These people might know, they don't really care. Especially it's, on New Year's Eve. Yeah, <laughs> it's just part of, of yeah. our culture. We sing and we yeah. play, play music and, you know, it, it's, uh, but, you know, I really wanted to be the guy playing the guitar, you know, in high school. Absolutely. But, uh, but Absolutely. I, was kind of, I was very shy, you know, during that time. I kind of, when I came to the States, you know, I learned that I, I need mm -hmm. to kind of, Um, get out of you know that shyness because it's you know in America is you know if you don't speak your mind, if you don't uh, speak mm -hmm. up, then you know you're gonna left, get left behind. And uh, absolutely, you know, I um, I was I was pretty shy, but I you know I do want to play the guitar because you know I you know it's in me. And when I came here, I stopped for a long time. And you know when I got serious with Photography, I didn't really do much of anything playing the guitar for, I'd say, you know, good 15 years or more. Never touched it. And it was um, just really just the past five years when I just started playing again, 
you know, really? with a uh, with a group with uh, Carl Tomakin and uh, Ed Rama, and you know, so I got in with this um, group, uh, Area sixty three, and um, you know, with Jeff Dukai, with Carl Tomakin, uh, and I actually mm-hmm. organized it because we met Edrelin, Ed Rama, and you know, she's a good vocalist. Mm-hmm. We were gonna perform mm-hmm. the station festival, and I said, "Hey, Carl, what do you think? You yeah. think you think um, you know you wanna?" Um, you know, uh, give us some um, strings, you know, in the background, you know, she sings and I send her, you know, our, uh, her rehearsal. And she said, he said, yeah, she's really good. And, you know, he said, why don't we just put together, let's form a band. And then uh, Jeff Dukai and you know, Nino Aguilar, these guys, you know, got in with a group and we started playing. And, you know, later on, Banjo, you know, uh, came on and, you know, played the bass. Lewis, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then, you know, the schedule was just Lounge. a little bit tough Lounge. for us. And, uh, you know, so Jimmy, you know, took over as a, you know, excellent guitarist. You know, I mean, I, I always say to him and uh, uh, June Lontok that they're my idol because they're just so good, you know, mm-hmm. with guitars. And, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, he took over and, you know, they started playing in clubs. And uh, But Edralyn and I, Ed Drama and I, we just kind of did a duo and, you know, we're doing you know, acoustic music and, you know, she's doing the vocals. Well, and, and that's the thing. I think music is such, it's transcendent, you know, it it goes through different cultures and whatever. And it, and it, and it's just another way of communicating. Um, speaking of communication, so what do you want? Like, when all is said and done, let's talk about legacy. What, what do you want to achieve? How do you want to be remembered? Um, how do you want people to, what do you want to be associated with? Um, I'm going to ask you both the same question. Yeah, I like to be remembered, though. You know, I mean, I know um, that, you know, I'm a photographer, but I I also like to help the community. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I like to be for people to see me as, uh, you know, someone who volunteers and helping the needy and, you know, and maybe, um, you know, people might learn something from that to be able to wake up and, you know, um, this exists, you know, in our community. People do need help that I, you know, I like to be remembered that way. And I, uh, with my photography, I like to be remembered the person who can um, truly create something that I feel, uh, what's happening in the world that I can truly illustrate that, you know, through photography. And um, that's how I, I like to communicate, you know, how I feel every single day. I think all artists should work that way. You know, most of the, the, the people that the uh, songs that are big hits out there and the images that are popular, you know, came from something, you know, the feeling of that artists truly, you know, drew that from within. You know, the person felt it and he wrote it, he sang it, he painted it, he made a photograph. And so with COVID-19, you know, world in crisis, downtown USA, um, you know, some of these images that I've created, September 11, this stuff that I created, um, you know, Christian art, those are um, things that I created because I felt them and I want to, when I see them, when when it's kind of like you know in my subconscious mind when i see it and i i'm able to you know pass it on to the conscious and you know when i see it on paper you know i feel like i did my job i'm kind of nervous i see you as a wonderful family man (laughs) i said i'm kind of nervous that again i'm sorry i missed it (laughs) i said i don't want people to remember me (laughs) 
No, it, I think it depends on who you can ask because uh, like my mother passed away when I was uh, 13. And, you know, if you ask me what kind of mother she is, I can't like pinpoint, you know, specific stuff that will like what kind of person or mother she is. She's, she's just the mother for me. She was the perfect mother that, you know, I could have and, you know, God gave him to me. So, you know, if I pass away, I'd like to be remembered by the person who's going to ask. I mean, my, to my son, I hope he remembered me as the perfect mother for him. For my husband, I hope he remembered that once he told me that I'm the most beautiful Filipina that he ever know. <laughs> for Kuya Jesse, I hope yeah. he remembered me as his. The person with the banks. Yeah. <laughs> And the best creative. Who is the most amazing creative representative? Yeah, definitely, I agree. Because, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, I was, I, I tell my wife that, that Cecilia is um, just, you know, just a, um, a truly a good person to be around because, you know, we fed on each other, you know, we feed each other's, uh, you know, like positivity, I think, you know, with life, with, you name it, you know, with the business and all, it's just like, it's nice to be around that. It's a, a breath of fresh air when you can communicate truly with somebody who want to communicate with you at that level. It, it's, um, it's difficult, you know, because sometimes anymore, hey, how you doing? Blah, 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 you know, fine, you know, or good. It's superficial, yeah. You know, it, it's really, there is no, and, you know, we, I think we can communicate like 24 yeah. hours a day and, you know, it, it, uh, it's natural, you know, it's nothing, mm -hmm. and we, there's no filters, you know, we say whatever mm -hmm. you want, you know, you, it's, you know, lay it That's all the up. best kind of friendship, seriously, when and you don't have to put up any fronts or you don't have to explain. Yeah, and yeah. it's not perfect mm -hmm. all the time. I mean, Absolutely. Really? We, so <laughs> we sometimes disagree on stuff. <laughs> and this is like... <laughs> sometimes. And guess who wins? This yeah. is the best advice, though. If you could communicate and uh, talk to someone about politics without you getting, you know, uh, head bumps or being still okay after your conversation with the person, then that means the person is really, truly your friend. Yeah. Yeah, we are, I'm, you know, not very Absolutely. big with Yeah, difference of opinions. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she... I think that's a very hard topic for everyone. Yeah. But like I said, if you can talk to someone... Right now. Comfortably... Uh, about politics yeah. about, and still being okay about the conversation, even if you disagree on stuff, then that person is truly a friend. Yes. Very good point. Very. Okay. So I asked you a lot of questions today. Okay. So I asked you a lot of questions. And so I really appreciate you guys taking the time to be here. So were there any questions I didn't ask that you wish I did? Training about the workshop? You want us to discuss about the workshop? Oh, See, I told you. So thank you. So tell us about the workshop. Tell us how to find you. See, I like got lost my train of thought. So tell us about um, the workshop, how many you want to do and what else advertising. This is your chance to advertise because this is another thing that iPatrick wants to do. The Patchwork and Patchworks Ministries and all of the entities that we represent. Um, what we want to do is we want to elevate and show people there is so much that we can do together when we work together. That's the okay. resiliency factor here. So yes, do talk to us about so, the workshop. What would you like us to know about the workshops? Yeah, I think I, I like for Cecilia to uh, you know, speak about it. But, you know, my, 
I like to um, just say that, you know, I love doing workshops because, you know, I like to see people learn. I like to teach. And, you know, this workshop anyway, you know, right now we are doing the 101. So just kind of let, um, you know, help people learn how to truly operate their camera manually. You know, it's night and day when you are operating from, you know, uh, fully automatic to manual. You know, when you are shooting or operating the camera manually, you have control of that camera. That camera doesn't, you tell the camera what to do. The camera doesn't make pictures for you when you are. So I like, you know, I, I teach him about, um, you know, how to operate the camera manually and just photography in general. You know, why do we pick, take pictures anyway? And, you know, those are a lot of, uh, you know, you don't just go out there and take photos. You know, there's a reason why we do that. We are story storytellers, but how do you really effectively tell your story, you know, through pictures, you know, all these things, you know, we touch on and, you know, it's an all day workshop. Um, right now with COVID-19, we are un unfortunately limited to 10 people. And, uh, but, you know, the, the very first one I did in Columbus, I used to do it in, in Florida. And, but, you know, the, the, the very first one we did in Columbus was very successful. So I'll let Cecilia talk about, you know, the workshop a little bit more. Well, it was a fun workshop. Uh, we're planning to do another workshop with advanced level. So we hope to see again, those people that attended the first time. And we hope to see, you know, another people uh, who's already equipped with how the, you know, basic photo uh, doing the camera. See, I'm not, I'm not really good on yeah, camera. It's okay. <laughs> but, but but, you know, actually, you know, we might have another one though, one, because right now, you know, I'm getting some. We might? Okay. Well, you know, we don't, we don't know. I haven't really talked to her, but, you know. You don't are, know this yet, but this is part of your job. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I'm, you know, we, I got, you know, some communication for some people that they want to do 101. And I, you know, if I uh, would look at it, I think there are four solid people that are interested already. So, I don't know, you know, we have to put our heads together and see what, but we want to do an advanced workshop to where, you know, uh, I can educate people a lot more on lighting and, you know, other uh, studio work and, you know, just to shoot photos, you know, in that level. So when can we find out, where do we find out about you? Is there a website you want to plug? Is there, like, how do we get in touch with you? Yeah, we have a, a Jessica Bunka Photography has a Facebook page. Uh, just type in Jessica Bunka Photography. Mm -hmm. We also have Instagram, the same name, and you have the... Yeah, LinkedIn also, you know, we're on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And uh, for okay. people who's not a huge fan of social media, you can just reach out to me uh, via my phone. Can I, can I say my phone Bye. number here? Yeah, it's 614-565-0161. You can text or call me, or you can also email me at cecilia.buehler17 at gmail.com for any of your photography inquiries. And, and we will we'll have that all written out. Yes. Fall season is coming. Christmas is yeah. coming. Go ahead and put it's a good time to get your uh, photo shoot going just so it's an advance for Christmas. We can have our schedule set up because that's going to be, this will going to be a busy month, uh, October and onwards. So make sure you, you know, in, you inquire and communicate with me in advance just so we can have our schedule on top of it. And uh, yeah, it's th this time right now, it's good to have your, 
Christmas uh, photo shoot with your fat with just you or family or friends, and then you can you know distribute Christmas. Pets. I've seen you guys do pets and babies, and you know, and that's the thing. What I I think what I love following with Jesse's personal page is that you are such a family man. You you basically chronicle your adventures with your family. You know, yeah. hey, like me eating ice cream or dancing or whatever. It's wonderful. It's just like. Oh, that's so cool. And that's the thing. I think we are moving back to virtual. So the, this storytelling is taking a whole new different medium and photography and imagery, illustration and, and all that is coming into a big play in that. So, okay, for our last, this is our signature bounce question for both of you. Define resilience in your own terms. Oh, what is resilience? Resilience, uh, for me. Resilience. Uh, you know, you, I think what what happened in my life, um, you know, in my career, you know, uh, resiliency is obviously there. Um, you know, I've experienced the high and the lows and uh, I'm still here. And uh, mm -hmm. now with, you know, having Cecilia here, um, um, you know, uh, as business partner and uh, creative rep, um, you know, we can only keep going as far as we want to go. Yeah. And Absolutely. like you. what I stated earlier, you know, all of us been through a tough times. You know, you're, you're not the person who has the worst scenario right now. Think about those people around the world that's in the worst condition right now. So as we speak. So have faith on him and always be the best person you can be. Always, always use that God-given talent to be a blessing to everybody. You're, I believe that a person is blessed to be a blessing. So if you feel that you're a blessed person, be a blessing to, to not only not your family members or to your close friends, but also to the community, to those people that, who you don't know. So that's what uh, actually we've talked about this when uh, Jessica Bonka Photography started uh, in March. And uh, we talked that I, I told him, I don't want the photography business to be the photography business that will just book people and collect money from them. And that's it. We want to have a personal relationship with our clients and future clients. And hopefully, uh, in God's permission, in the future, we, we can do, you know, charity work with, you know, from, from our hard work, hard earned money from, from this business. That's that's our that's one of our goals for this for this business. It's not just for us to have a, a gig or a pastime or extra money in our pocket. We want to be a servant to the community. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Uh, and speaking of which, I, you know, if and when you are ready. So I work with the Patchwork, so Patchworks Ministries, i-patchwork.com. We work with so many different agencies, organizations, ministries, charitable foundations. And one of the things that's very close to my heart, and I, this is coming from um, being one of multiple siblings and sisters, you know, so um, women, it's, it's, it's rec women are their worst uh, critics. You know, it's like I'm too fat and whatever. So it's imagery and it's always, you know, it's how we see ourselves. So we've um, developed this like kind of leadership empowerment um, 
workshops all over. And what that has become, we've branched off to um, either survivors of domestic violence or survivors of human trafficking and helping them get headshots so that they can go into the go back into the workforce after, you know, some of the pro after going through some of the programs. Um, and it's the same thing too with kids. So um, with kids who want to boost their self-esteem, middle school kids right now, you know, because they're they have these devices that they have become, first of all, for parents, it's, a, it's become a necessity to have an electronic device to stay connected with your parents. But you know, they go down this rabbit hole of, you know, bullying and, you know, they see these images very, very like filtered images on Instagram and it, it skews their perception of what true beauty is. And so if we can create, um, resiliency programs for middle school and, and uplifting and motivational, encouraging, supportive programs for kids, especially little girls, because, you know, God, in his funny sense of humor, like I had all sisters and he gives me boys. <laughs> so we always, we like, you know, will you use your words, please, instead of just grunting. But, you know, we want to be able to um, do this for young women and start them young and recognize their worth and recognize who they are and the beauty that has been bestowed upon them by the Father God who created them. If we can make those and make that as part of the language, and then maybe we would be able to create an environment where we're not always tearing each other apart, but rather edifying one another, straightening each other's crowns and making people realize their value value, um, especially young women nowadays, because they're bombarded with filth, literal filth out there. So if we can, if we can save them, and we can shelter them and take care of them and recognize their own respective beauties, it's going to, we, we can, we can create a much kinder, gentler world um, to, you know, to make life whatever it is now, because right now, and I was actually thinking about that earlier, you had mentioned, um, you know, when you're talking with the customers, it's a whole different breed of customers out there right now. People are instinctively combative. We never used to be like this. Before, you would go, I can't say that. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be perceived like that. You know, whatever. Now that's gone. You know, people are emboldened to be ugly. I mean, and I, and it's like, and I, team, you can take this off later on because I don't want to be like dumping on people. But at the same time, you know, it's how do we change that dynamic so that we would be nice, good, kind, wonderful, amazing, blessed people all over again. So that's what we want to accomplish here. So I thank you both. And yes, also, I amen to that, to what you said. And uh, I have a message to all the women out there, young ladies. Absolutely. Uh, God created all beautiful, so you are beautiful. That's why absolutely me out there feeling beautiful. It's not because I feel beautiful because I I know that God created me beautiful. That's why absolutely I He created us according to His image, and so we are each, all of us, anybody that has breath, are image bearers of the Creator Himself. So absolutely, and I, I'm glad you, that we can speak that language. And in fact, that's kind of what we want to do with this thing: is that people, if you only recognize just how wonderful and beautiful you are, you would not be going out there fighting people. <laughs> you know, that's what we want to. You know, because honestly, the people who treat others that way, they're coming from the best of their capacity because they, that's the only thing that we know. But what if we change that dynamic? And that's kind of sort of underhandedly, we can make, we can all make a difference to that end. It's about being the change, being the difference. So, you know, 
So absolutely. There you Thank go. you, you guys. Oh, Have an amazing so Saturday. Thank you for spending such a wonderful, like this, this was wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Love you guys. Yeah, we appreciate you, Patch. We, we appreciate, appreciate you. you. Thank you.